0: We'll start just two verses from here, and we will um, go with so many other verses afterwards. but in the moment, we'll just have these two verses to read together. From verse number 6 and 7, together now, Philippians 4, verse 6, really read, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request. And the peace of God and the all understanding, shall be your heart and mind, through Jesus. Christ of Jesus. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, once again for um, allowing us to look upon his words. And Lord, um, as we read, as we meditate, as we consider your words today, I pray with God that we we'll open our minds, You will open our hearts. That's our hearts, Lord, that um, it will be soft enough. Uh, for the Holy Spirit to work on, and that uh, you will allow us to understand principles, allow us to understand the blessing and understanding so that uh, all of us will get the encouragement that we need. We need your encouragement every day. We need your encouragement, Lord, for us to carry on, especially when many of us are facing trials and testings things in life, especially when many of us have problems to face. And I pray, O oh God, that you will be there in the us. And help us, Lord, as a church, and help us individually in our, our personal walk with you. And I pray, O oh God, that um, at the end of our uh, laboring, at the end of our life, you will find us faithful. Bless all of us this morning once again, and bless um, all the people that are here, whether um, our members or are just... Um, uh, people coming by to visit i pray that all of us will share the blessing of the Word today we commit to you lord this passage of scripture and many others in just name me pray amen, amen. please visit it god is faithful especially when we are facing trials and testing. Uh, um here apostle paul has one thing in his heart and in his mind uh writing up this uh marvelous um, a beautiful encouragement for all of us who are facing trials and testing. That at least, you know, um, we have the Word of God that will enable us to increase our faith in God and in, and in His Word. We uh, consider the Word of God as a source of our peace and peace in all situations of our life. God wants you to understand that, you know, um, sometimes we experience suffering, and you cannot avoid it in this life. You might not have suffering uh, at the moment, but later on, they will come. And perhaps many of you have experienced uh, sufferings in the past, and many of us are perhaps experiencing sufferings in the present. But sufferings can come, sometimes as a result of sin, and sometimes also the uh, sufferings will come as a result of trials and testing from the Lord. But along this line of suffering, along this line of suffering, there is this peace of God that He will send to you and me. And that is where uh, we need to understand that in all circumstances, situations of life, the peace of God is there, you know, in the midst of suffering. Now, what is peace? You know, peace, we, as we understand it, peace means knowing what to do, whatever comes. Because you understand what's going to happen next, then you have peace. You have, you have like, a confidence to face that. Because you know, and there is fear if you do not know what's going to happen next. That is where fear comes in. But again, because even though we do not know what exactly what will come next, but we know exactly that the Lord, you know, is ahead of us. The Lord knows uh, the days ahead. So therefore, when we put our trust in the Lord, we can rest assured that, you know, the future is going to be well. And the situations, uh, every situation, every area of our life, uh, it will be taken care of by God and His competent hands. So we understand that uh, it is the Lord that will give us the peace. So peace means that God cannot fail. Our God is there to help us. Our God is there to, you know, navigate our journey. It is the Lord that will take us to our destination that, you know, uh, He prepares for us. Now, if we sin against God, we surely will miss God's, you know, um, um, best for our life. Because you sin against Him. You, You go against His will. But a good thing with us Christians and believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, when we when we sin against the Lord and we come before Him and seek God's will and mercy upon our life, the Lord has promised that all things will work together for to them and love. To them who are the called according to his purpose. And again, as we go through trials, as we go through uh, Testing, sufferings in life. Let us take the comfort that the Lord God that we serve had promised us his word. He promised us, you know, uh, from, from the book, from the Bible, um, things that can, uh, that can be beneficial to all of us. The first thing that I want to share to you, let's go to the book of Job again. The book of, uh, I mean, this book of Job, Verse 5 that we open is now. Uh, chapter 23, verse number 10. He said here, he knoweth the way that I take. When he tra- when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. You know what confidence that Job has, as well as Moses and David and all of those faithful men of God in the past what confidence they have is that the lord our god knows every you know details of our life the lord our god knows all that enters our lives here he said he knoweth the way that i take. when he hath tried me i shall come forth as gold you see that tells us that he knows or our god knows it and our god Allows it. I will tell you. If there's someone in this world that's supposed to be grumpy uh, and, and and angry, supposed to be it's Job, <laughs> because Job had experienced um, that one of the most dismal suffering in in you know, all uh, that that a man that could ever experience in life. Job has that experience, and I'll tell you. Um, he has a different strength in him. He has that full trust in the Lord. Although he has questions in his mind. He was only a human being. He asked the Lord, and if you read chapter 23, uh, it's, a, it's a big thing there. That, uh, he, he's kind of like challenging God there to ask questions, and he has full of arguments, and he prepares his mind and his, know and you know, uh, no, what questions he's going to to, to, to throw up on God and, it, and and he's keen and, and, and eager to hear what God will say. And I can the Lord deal, deal with him. But all the rest of the chapters and many others there, you can find that even the Lord um, considered Job as the a um, uh, 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 perfect man, a man that is chewed, evil. When the word is chewed, we don't use that. But the word is he, he's not. He's not going... It's just the appearance of evil, he will play. If he thinks that there's a potential that he commits sin, if he goes to that place, he will not go there. And there's a potential that even his children might curse God, condemn God in their hearts. It's not happening yet. But it, it is a potential because who knows, you know, when they are in their beds, when they are in their rooms, when they are in their private private places. Who knows what's in the mind of his children? And he prayed and and, and offered sacrifices of those sins that that appear in him. That that is how Job loved his children. And that is how uh, he makes sure that if ever his children have sinned sinned against the Lord, all those sins will be forgiven because he offered sacrifices for those sins that apparently or maybe not even apparent. If if ever those things happen in their life, Job is like that. That is why God, um, you know, talked about him and said he's a perfect man. He loved God. He is true, evil. and yet he was tried. He was tried. It was a trial. It was not his suffering was not a result of sin. His suffering was a result because. You know, God wants his life to be a mirror in the future suffering of Christians. You know, uh, every Christian will go through suffering. But uh, every, all of us will go through sufferings. But not all sufferings that Christians will suffer uh, coming from sin. Some of those sufferings are also testings from heaven. And that is why God wants this written, So that everyone uh, should also uh, look at the aspect of you know, try us at this thing, rather than whenever there is someone who experiences sufferings, we can put just a week, uh, right away conclude that that is, well, this man has a sin in his life. Not, not all sufferings are the results of sin. But, again, whatever circumstance, whatever sufferings you have experienced in this life, we have, you know, our God, uh, that is willing to send peace upon you. But the good thing here, God knows all that enters our lives. God knows everything. In Psalm 31, verse number 7, Psalm 31, verse number 7, the Bible says here, <clears throat> I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy. For thou hast conceived my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities. This is David. And he's thinking about that and looking at his own problems and sufferings in his life the world doesn't know everything about you in fact the world doesn't care but there's one person that cares the lord jesus christ he cares even though you know we are in this world but the world doesn't really care about us but we have our god that cares about us. He knows you. In Nahum chapter 1 verse number 7. Nahum chapter 1 verse number 7. The Lord is good a stronghold in the day of trouble. And He knows them that trust in Him. I will tell you today, I'm here standing before you and I do not know whether you trust in the Lord. I do not know that. And I hope that you do. I hope that you trust in the Lord. But God knows who among yep. us here that the Lord? Yep. He knows every one of us. He knows your problem. He knows every you know minute details of your life. That is why he loves you very much. He loves us very much because he knows everything about us. He's interested in us. When you are when you suffer because of your sin, I think you better praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, Lord, thank you for this calamity. Because I know, you know, last month I did something uh, wrong. And now, Lord, you punish me. And thank you, Lord, because you are taking care of me. That is supposed to be our attitude to our suffering if you know that you have sinned. But if you know that there's nothing there uh, that you can remember of and, and still you are suffering, praise the Lord. Because that is just a testing. And that means you can still, you know, rejoice in the Lord and serve Him faithfully, despite the suffering that you are going through. And then the Lord will, wow! Ah, I'll tell you, I can, I can, I can almost hear the word that the Lord Jesus Christ will say to you: "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." Because that—that's the character that can make the Lord um, exclaim that, that um, you know, um, proclamation. That you are grateful before him. The Lord is called a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows them. He knows them that trust in him. And again, in, in Psalm 139, verse number one. Psalm 139, God loves us in spite of what we are, in spite of you know our sins. Whether he committed sins or not. God loves you. And if you commit sin, still God loves you. In, in verse number one, Psalm 139, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down sitting and my and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and I acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thy hand upon me. You see, God knows our needs. God knows, you know, our longing. He knows what we desire. He knows, you know, your ambition in life. He knows that. He knows What are those things that can please you? God knows everything. And He's never surprised. The Lord is never surprised. And then again, problems that He allows into our lives, those problems that will come, I will tell you, God will turn it into praise. God will turn it into our. Um, you know goodness and our benefits, and God will turn it in his glory. He wants us to, you know, uh, um, give Him back the glory when when our desires are met. When our desires um, we have received from Him, First Thessalonians chapter three, verse number three. First Thessalonians chapter three, verse number three and four. <coughs> That no man should be moved by this afflictions. Apostle Paul said to uh, these people in Thessalonica He said, for yourselves know that we are acquainted there So even him, he already conditioned himself that this is his life. He's going through suffering for the sake of the gospel. Now the world will always go against him. That the, the, the magistrates and all those in leadership uh, in the country will always go against him, and will always go against God. And because he's working for the work of God, then he will go through. That is his appointment, appointment of um, you know suffering and affliction. said so that no man should be moved by this affliction. Do not be discouraged. If those Christians, faithful Christians, are suffering persecutions, do not get discouraged. Do not get. You know, disheartened because, you know, they are acquainted with that. For verily, when we were with you, we told you before that we should suffer tribulation, even as it came to pass. And He knows. You see, it's amazing how God knows. God knows. And secondly, not just God knows. That can give us the confidence in His life. But also, our God cares. He cares about us, about us, He cares everything about us. God tells us that He cares for us in every trial, in every sorrow, in every affliction that we have experienced in this life. He cares. He knows it. He was there on the cross. The most, you know, excruciating pain He experienced in this world. He knows the pain. He knows everything. He knows the sorrow. He knows how, how it feels if someone leaves you. He knows how it feels when someone rubs you with things. And, and he knows how it feels. Everything that you experience, he knows. He knows it. In Psalm chapter 46, verses 1 and 2. Psalm 46, verses 1 and 2. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble mm-hmm. therefore will we not fear Pastor Jimbo when when his house in the Lahog, Cebu Lahog, uh, uh, city and uh, the place the whole block of houses were on fire and he was there, the people are, you know, chaos, everyone running and then carrying their, their things and their neighbors, uh, bo- both places and their neighbors, they carried their stuff and those people, they carried their statue, big statue of Mama Mary, carried out of, into the street so to, to keep safe from the fire. And one exclaimed there, one of his neighbors said, "No, oh, thank God that I was able to save Mama Mary. Uh, I, I don't care about all those things. And my, the most important thing is Mama Mary. So he's saying Mama Mary. <coughs> and Pastor Jimbo, uh, the fireman arrived and said, out, everyone, everyone, go to the street out there because uh, we cannot stop this. And Pastor Jimbo, instead of going out of the house, he went inside into his like inner room. In that room, he he nailed. Kneeled down and, and asked the Lord and cried unto the Lord. Because that was that house, he built it himself with his own resources, with his own money. And he was new in the ministry. Very new in the ministry. And and he, he could see the, the, the fire, you know, uh, uh, leaking inside uh, the ceiling of, of the side of the house, because the other house on the side is already burned completely. And he prayed and asked the lord for help and the fireman came inside the house so, so, to, to like um to, to like wait the house so that uh, to hold it down and found pa, pastor there kneeling. You know? sir get out get out uh, he said no no i'm praying i'm praying and then the fireman keeps fighting the fire and then outside uh, to make the story short the fire is finished one now standing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did not try to grab anything. Uh, run outside. He just prayed. And he preached about it. Uh, what was preaching. And he quoted this verse. Psalm 46 verse 1. He said. God is our refuge. He claimed this before the Lord. He, he asked God and he told God about this verse. Lord, you said that you are a very present help in trouble. I'm in trouble now. He told the Lord that this is trouble. And indeed, God came to his help. In Psalm 55, Psalm 55, verse number 22, Psalm 55, verse number. Um, 22 cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved God cares and he had had proven himself for many times he had proven it to Joshua he had it to, to Moses when Moses was supposed to be stoned by, by the people. When Joshua and Caleb were supposed to be stoned by the people. The Lord came to this people. Uh, with with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. With David, with, with, with Daniel. The Lord had proven Himself that He cares. And the Lord Jesus Christ also, He cares. In Matthew chapter 11, verse number 28, a very common verse, it said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my youth upon you, and learn of me. That's what he promises, that my youth is easy, and my burden is light. And in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 7, Casting all your care upon him, for he cared for you over and over again in the scripture God you know puts it there to prove to us that he cares for us he wants us to understand he wants us to know that he from heaven cares for us therefore we should not fear that's what um, Psalm 46 said God is our infusion strength, a very present health and trouble. Therefore, will we not fear? Amen. God knows. God cares. And not just that, the best thing of all, because we know there are people that, 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 that knows us. There yeah. are. And there are also people that cares for us. But they're not able. But thank God that our God cares Our God knows, but our God is able. Amen. Amen. That's the difference between our loved ones and our friends and our God. Our loved ones and our friends, they know us. Our loved ones and our friends, they care for us. But sometimes they will just put their hands up. Oh, sorry, brother, I cannot help you. But when we come to the Lord, Jeremiah 33, verse number three, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. in fact he is not just um uh, you know uh, a god that is able he's a god that is able also to guide us from this life even unto death. that's what the bible said in, in psalm 48, verse number 14 Psalm 48, verse number 14. He will be our guide even unto death. What a blessing it is. From the time we were born into this world, and the time that we got saved by the the grace of God, and by the time that we will pass on uh, from this life and will face him to eternity, it is God that will guide us even unto death. Even after death. The Lord our God knows us. Very well. The Lord our God cares for us very much. The Lord our God is able. He is able to guide us. In Psalm 50, verse number 15. Psalm chapter 50, verse 15. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. You know, God's deliverance will come when you fall upon Him. But make sure that every time that deliverance will come, you will glorify God. Because for many times, when we receive blessings from God, we do not glorify Him as God. Sometimes we Christians, we we receive blessings from the Lord as if those blessings just come naturally. It does not come from God. Or sometimes we consider it coming from God, and yet we do not glorify Him in return of the blessings that we receive from Him. But here, God is making it very clear. God is making it very clear that when you are in trouble, then you can call upon God. And when God will answer your prayer and deliver you from your calamity, you make sure that you glorify Him afterwards. You make sure that, you know, um, you do those things that can... That can magnify uh, him. We have a lot of things that we can do. When our God is um, blessing us, when our God is giving us favor, uh, whatever things that we receive from Him, then we will, you know, do something to that. Maybe you can you can promise to the Lord, Lord, because of your goodness in my life. Lord, it's hard for me, but I will I will. Uh, spend time to read my Bible every day. You can, you know, just an example. You can do that to the Lord. Lord, because you have blessed me so much. Lord, um, I will, I will uh, um, do something for the church. I will help in the young people's program. Lord, I, I, will, I will help in the married ladies' uh, program, the men's program, or the soul winning uh, um, um, uh, so the soul winning program of the church. Lord, I cannot do anything. I'm so busy with my job. Lord, I will just support financially. In, in whatever way that the Lord has blessed you with, then you have to my God. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. You should not miss that part. You should not miss that part. Because the Lord is very good <laughs> to you. Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 20. And now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the power that worketh in us. You see, our God is able. Now, my friend, um, he He has shown His power I believe in your own personal life. I cannot believe, really, um, um, you know. Uh, I know that even in your personal life, there's not maybe being and you know, uh, uh, outstanding event that happened to you. But I know that you have experienced God's power. I experienced God's power that you do not know. I believe also that you experience that in your own life. You have experienced uh, answered prayer in your own uh personal walk with him but every time my friend every time that you experience that you have to understand that you have to acknowledge god in your life and rest assured that that god that you are worshiping that god that you are um you know praying to is able to answer your call he is able in second Corinthians chapter 9 verse number 16 <clears throat> it said, God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. God is able. God knows. God cares. Lastly, here, God has a purpose. He has a purpose. God has never done anything without a purpose. When you are in calamity, when you are in affliction, there is a purpose to that. What are some of God's purposes for allowing trials and testing to enter your life? What do you think are those purposes? Number one, I think just um, um, for us to know that there are purposes maybe that we do not know, but most of the time, that is to draw us to Christ as Savior. If you are not saved this morning, and you are in calamity, I think God is calling you to receive Jesus Christ. Yep. If there's something that you don't understand anymore in your life, and you are not saved, I think God is calling you to receive Yep. It. The problem with us, as long as things run smoothly, we are complacent. And see no need of Christ. Sometimes Christians or non Christians, they have God as for emergency use only. They will call upon God when, it's, when things go out of control. Then they will call upon God. But while they have money in the bank and it's just you know, a matter of finances, they will not call upon God. But when it is already cancer, Mm-hmm. they will call upon God when things are out of control they will call upon God but another purpose of trials and testing probably is to prove that God is sufficient in our life to show to us Apostle Paul asked the Lord Lord please take this from me take this boils and take this um, uh, thorn in the flesh God was I said, oh, my grace is sufficient for me in Psalm 108, verse number 12, Psalm 108, verse number 12, it says, Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Amen. Through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall treat down our enemies. Amen. You see, God is sufficient. In Jeremiah chapter 17, as many of us taking this as a favorite verse, and this is a nice and good verse, Verse number five: Thus saith the Lord, Curse be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord; for he shall be like the heath in the desert. I shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land and not inhabited. Verse seven: The contrast. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord. And whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when he cometh. But her leaves shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, never shall cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And verse number 10, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give everyone according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. God allows all this calamity. God allows adversities in our lives that we might be aware and that we might understand our need of him. Sometimes if our life is just you know, all sufficient. Our life is uh, is smooth and everything is okay. We do not feel that we need God. But when there is calamity, then the Lord, you know, wants some fellowship with us. He wants us to pray. He wants He wants us to talk to Him. He wants us to you know uh, to to shed that, those tears to Him. He wants to see us in in, in the place where our knees are bended. Where our, where our couches are wet with tears. He wants to have that kind of fellowship with us. And it only comes with the rest of the time. That is why calamity comes. But also the one of the purposes there is that for God and His glory it should be revealed. Calamities will come, but God reveals His glory. When Israel was trapped, in the, in the wilderness by the sea and by the, by the uh, Pharaoh's army they're, they're considered to be dead taken, finished but the Lord delivered them and they may glorify the Lord because the Lord opened uh, an imaginable uh, action that no one could think he opened the red sea and they walked on dry ground in the midst of the sea never happened before, and I believe it will never happen again. But it happened to them. Supposed to be their death, but it is to their salvation. And in the end, they glorify the Lord. They glorified God of what God has done in their lives. That is, you know, that's a calamity. When the army is already pursuing after them, that's a calamity. But the Lord turned that situation in their lives. The Lord uh, switched that situation. And they were able to cross to the other side, walking on dry ground, where the Egyptians tried to follow after them. But the Lord closed the sea for them, and they all went. Supposed to be that moment, that day, would be the death of Israel. No one would thought would think that that, that day would be the death of the Egyptian army. No one. That was the death of Israelite people, but the Lord switched it, freed the children of Israel to the other side, and it was the trap of the enemies of God's people. My friend, that reveals the glory of God. The calamity in your life can turn into glory to the Lord. Another purpose is to draw us to God's word and to prayer. In Psalm 84, verse 11, the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. There's nothing, there's no good thing in this earth that God will not give to his people, to those people who love him, to those people who walk uprightly. When these things come, where do, where do we turn for help? Well, we know the answer. But sometimes we have our beds to run to. Sometimes we have our, you know, uh, uh, we have places to go to before we go to God's Word. My friends, the only, you know, uh, um, uh, sure solution to the problem is God's Word. When do we mean business? most in prayer when we have problems when we have problems when our hearts are heavy, when, when, the, when the pressure is great that is why we come to the Lord in all these instances but why do we wait until we, we reach to that point before we come to the Lord you have that because you ask that sometimes you ask and you ask a that you be consumed by your own last We heard the story of Job. So why did Job go through all those troubles? You know why? The Bible will answer that in Romans chapter 15, verse number 4. Why all those, there are Christians who are going through uh, trouble and calamities in life because of this. Verse number 4, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning. That we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. The word of God will produce hope. The word of God, if you follow it, will produce hope in your life. Trials are to teach us that we might be convinced of the kind of God we have. Last purpose that I have here is chastening. This is a purpose that we don't want to happen to us, but God has a purpose in our chastening. Hebrews 12, 6, For whom the Lord loveth, He chasteneth." If God loves you, I would tell you Pastor Jibu, I think I remember preaching about this, that he said to us, if you are doing bad things and wrong things and you are doing evil and nothing happens to you, I would tell you, you a cry. Some people, you know, they thought that they got away with it. They are happy that, you know, there's no punishment. You see, you see, I, I did those bad things and there's no punishment and in fact, I am rewarded of that. I will tell you, if that that is your life, you better try. I think you are not a child of God. Because every child of God that commits evil, God will punish straight away. There is always punishment if you commit bad things. So therefore, if there is no punishment, the Bible tells us, let's take a look at this. Chapter 6 of um, Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 6. Verse number, um, verse number. Uh, sorry, chapter twelve, verse number six. He said, "For whom the Lord loveth, He chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom He receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement." whereof all are partakers, then are you bastards and not sons. He said, Furthermore, we have had our fathers of our flesh, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence, that we will, uh, that, sorry, we give them reverence, shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirits and leave? You see, the purpose why we have this chastity is for us to give reverence to God. And this chastening also will be on our profit. Our parents will punish us because they are angry at us. But when God punishes us, it is because we will benefit from It is for our own good. So we become holy. So when we become holy, then that will be to our own benefit. And also, it is peace and righteousness. In, in Hebrews 12 11, now no chastening. For the present seeming to be Jewish, but grievous, nevertheless, After, uh, afterward, it yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness. unto them which are exercised thereby. Every time you commit sin, the punishment. We cry. We ask God for, for forgiveness. And we ask God for help. Then we are restored. Then again, later on, we commit sin. Then God will punish us. Then we cry. Then He of down for forgiveness because He restores us. Then we again commit the same thing. Because we are children, we will always be chastised when we commit sin against the Lord. Sometimes you lose your job. Sometimes you lose your girlfriend or boyfriend. Sometimes you know you go through, oh, you, you, you have sickness. Oh, oops, uh, uh, things are unfavorable. Those kind of things sometimes are punishment. Because God wants us uh, to realize that he has no pleasure in sin. And because we are his child, we are his children, therefore, we will be punished. But chastisement, it's not joyous; It's grievous. But afterward, the Bible says, afterward, it yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness. To whom? And to them which are exercised thereby. Exercise, because it keeps on, you know, the same procedure but if you are a christian and no punishment at all you have done evil you know it's evil because you know what is right and wrong and you know it's evil and there's no punishment oh you better cry you better cry ahead of god's you know uh, judgment because it seems like we're not a child of god or unless god puts his finger on some other that meaning correctly then we need not assume that some suffering is chastening but if you know that you have sinned, then take it and thank the Lord. Lord, thank you that I lose my job. Lord, thank you that, um, um, uh, thank you that. What's this? Warriors one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the, I was thinking of the the uh, opponent of warriors. What is that? at Grizzlies. Thank you, Lord, that is lost. Alright, so, every time that things will not go your way, think back. Day before. Days before. Week before. Or weeks before. Go back, go back. That is searching. Search me, you oh know, God. After you search yourself, you allow God to search you. So my friend, the purposes do not forget do not forget the purpose of trials, the purpose of testing, because God meant it for all of us. And we are being convinced that God knows. We are being convinced that God cares. And convinced that God is able and that God has a purpose in everything. And then knowing that Whatever circumstance that we will be facing from this day onward, we know that God is in control. And we can fully trust in His care And without fear of what's going to happen next. That is what God wants us to do. And God wants us to understand that He is faithful, even in the midst of our trials and our testing. This is our experience. Our Father in heaven, Lord, you have spoken unto us how you care about us. Lord, that is true that we have a lot of trials, we have a lot of afflictions in life. And we, Lord, know some of these things are coming because of our sin. But Lord, sometimes as we consider ourselves, and look into the circumstances and we cannot point our finger on anything lord and still sufferings happen to us lord now we understand that trials can come also because you allow it lord give us a heart that will accept this trial Give us a heart, Lord, that will understand it. So that Lord, we can still be joyful and we can still rejoice in the Lord as always. because that is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And when the joy of the Lord departs from us, where is our strength? Lord, help us understand that when there is suffering, and I mean, this trial and testing help us, Lord, to rejoice. I mean, there is suffering and it is because of our wrongdoing. Help us still to rejoice because knowing that we are your children and you care for us and you don't You don't want us to go into the wrong direction and you want us, Lord, to be holy and to be holy, that is for our benefit. And Lord, with all this, we praise you. Father, I pray that you continue uh, to work in our lives. Bless these people of oh God. Bless each one of us. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness once again through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This whole time, let's uh, sing the final hymn.